Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Dee Dee Keel, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in Five Songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again, Martin Popoff here, back for another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right, this is episode 212. I'm calling this Drummers, Who's Left? Um, walking around the other day, I thought, you know what? Of all the positions in these rock bands, bass, guitar, keyboard, singers, even singers, right? Um, you know, quite Quite, quite odd and surprising. Uh, maybe this holds up, maybe it doesn't, but I got to thinking that um, drummer seems to be the most decimated uh, position in terms of, you know, old saws from the 60s and 70s still being around. Uh, you know, Bill Bruford was a famous, famous um, you know, one of the few people who came out as an individual, you know, not a band or whatever, and said, hey, I'm retiring. Um, you know, that was that was like big news at one point. Um, it, it, kind of interesting uh, how, how these things happen. It takes takes one to start uh, in terms of saying this kind of thing. But no, so the, the idea with the drummers is that I started going down the list and noticed that, you know, in terms of being in a in a big position and, you know, a big band, big stages, playing actively, active touring, uh, it seems to be uh, that there are more drummers that have fallen by the wayside due to uh, retirement uh, and injury. I'm going to get into that in a second. And death. Uh, you know, there's a lot of deaths in drummers. Um, and uh, yeah, I, again, debatable. I mean, uh, you know, go to the Facebook page, tell me if this holds up, but uh, I'm going to try to make the case here, but um, I found it surprising that there are more singers who are struggling to keep going than there are drummers who struggle to keep going, and again, that might be uh, something to do with the injuries, which again, I'm going to get to in a second, but uh, I want to start with some drummer jokes that sort of tell you what people think of drummers, and maybe maybe there's something in here of why they succumb to substance abuse uh, as well, and untimely death, but... Uh, so, uh, how do you tell if the stage is level? The drummer is drooling from both sides of his mouth. How can you tell a drummer's at the door? The knocking speeds up. What's the last thing a drummer says in a band? Hey, how about we try one of my songs? Um, what do you call a drummer that breaks up with his girlfriend? Homeless. 
How many drummers does it take to change a light bulb? Five. One to screw the bulb in and four to talk about how much better Neil Peart could have done it. Uh, how do you get a drummer off your porch? Pay him 10 bucks for the pizza. What do you call a drummer with half a brain? Gifted. What does a drummer use for contraception? His personality. What do you say to a drummer in a three-piece suit? Will the defendant please rise? Uh, how did you hear about the drummer who finished? Uh, hey, did you hear about the drummer who finished high school? Me neither. Why do guitarists put drumsticks on the dash of their cars so they can park in the handicap spot? How is a drum solo like a sneeze? You know it's coming, but there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, what is the difference between a drummer and a savings bond? One will mature and make money. Uh, what did the drummer say to the band leader? Do you want me to play too fast or too slow? Um, so yeah, it gives you a little insight into the drummer's personality, what people think of them. I mean, obviously drummers are the ones who, you know, drum drum notation music is is quite a, a vibrant and cool and interesting thing. Um, but yeah, the funny thing about, about uh, drums, I guess, uh, you know, as opposed to everything else is, is everything's, uh, everything's one line. There's, there's not different notes, um, notes in terms of, uh, you know, scale notes up and down notes but uh but yeah you look at drum notation you got to put in the hi-hat the cymbals and the toms and the snare and the bass drum and all that stuff um so they've got that going for it that makes it kind of interesting but uh but yeah so so a reason we may see this um repetitive strain strain injuries so a lot of these guys that we talk about uh, with the drummers and why there aren't a lot of them around is because there is a lot of strain on drumming. I mean, it starts, well, you know, as a kid, hauling your own gear, throwing it in the back of the uh, the, uh, the the Pinto or AMC Pacer hatchback, uh, you know, or or the or the small or large station wagon or or the van. You know, no no uh, no roadie is there to pack up your drums to take them to where you're going when you start out, and probably no one's going to help you at the other end either because they're too busy with their own thing. So, so yeah, it's, it starts there. You have the most stuff to haul around. Um, but yeah, you've got, there's lots of tendonitis, carpal tunnel syndrome. There's a lot of bursitis. And again, this is all from repeated motion. I mean, guitarists and bass players have to deal with this, this stuff too. Bass players, the funny thing about bass players is, is they say, you know, they end up with fingers like walnuts, right? Um, back and spine issues. You got a lot of, a lot of herniated discs going on with drummers, spinal misalignment, um, well, hearing loss, t- tinnitus, you know, that happens with everybody, but drummers definitely, I mean, you're you are literally sitting in a, at an acoustic instrument that's loud and you don't have a lot of control over it. Um, I guess you can put in earplugs, but um, shoulder and rotator cuff injuries, a lot of those going on, wrist and elbow issues, um, you know, rim shots, fast movement, you know, just like anything, like, like the singers that last, the drummers that last have good technique. Um, you know, I often think there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, and this will cause its own strange, but strains, but um, uh, traditional grip versus matched grip. I think matched grip is uh, causes uh, a drummer to have way more motion and way more exertion to what's going on. Uh, but yeah, there's there's even just just simple, stupid, boring little repetitive strain things like uh, like having to play fast eighth and sixteenth notes on a hi hat or whatever a, a lot, right? Um, but uh, foot and ankle injuries due to do the bass drum pedal work uh, as well. Um, so you get Achilles tendonitis, um, plantar fasciitis, um, knee and joint problems, uh, neck. And we we talked about neck. Poor posture is a big thing. You know, I, I think of I I, I picture Alex uh, uh, Alex Van Halen in his neck brace, right, drumming away. Um, hand and fi- hand and fingers uh, stuff as well. 
and uh, and of course, uh, as might have been, uh, you know, evidenced or telegraphed by those jokes, a lot of substance abuse, um, addiction issues as well. Um, but yeah, so you get a lot of that going and just some examples, um, you know, to, to, to start building this case. I mean, I know we haven't played anything yet, but, uh, Phil Collins, you, you look at how, how worn down he is, right? That whole situation where he's singing from a chair and not drumming anymore. Uh, Joey Kramer has been semi, you know, he's is essentially bounced out of Aerosmith. Um, you know, not a 70s guy, but Lars Ulrich has had a lot of tendonitis and stuff as well. Bill Ward is an interesting case. Um, you know, he, he basically couldn't return to Sabbath um, because of his health problems, heart issues, so so stamina issues. Uh, and, and it's interesting. Bill Ward reminds me a little bit of an Albert Bouchard, who Albert Bouchard, by the way, you know, very advanced in age and he's still he's still drumming away and making those albums but Bill Ward and Albert Bouchard um, did this kind of cool thing where they became more so singers and writers and making albums that way so so some of these drummers do adapt that way uh, but Ter- Terry Bozio has had hand, hand injuries and nerve damage, Mickey Hart, shoulder injury. Stuart Copeland's had his fair share of things. Neil Peart, sadly, we lost him uh, to cancer, but he had chronic tendonitis. He was having a lot of pain as well. You know, you think of the Peter Chris situation and, you know, you know, Kiss likes to put it down to substance abuse, but basically his body, I think, has been kind of worn down by drumming too. And and like I say, Alex Van Halen as well. So um, I'm going to give a few more uh, examples, honor, honorary uh, mentions, you know, people who are dead as well. But let's celebrate some of these good ones. Let's play... Uh, let's play uh, our first track here. This is White Snake with Trouble Is Your Middle Name. All right, so this is a celebration. We were looking for them because, of course, our title is Drummers, Who's Left? Uh, Tommy Aldridge is left, but uh, there's been a lot of rumblings lately. I mean, they had to, Whitesnake had to cancel out some touring. The last time they played was 2022, and there's been some mysterious stuff about, you know, Tommy being ill. Uh, You know, David's been ill as well, but... um, so there's some sort, sadly, some sort of, uh, you know, severe illness with Tommy. Uh, but 72 years old, this is from the Flesh and Blood album, the 13th album from Whitesnake, May 10th, 2019. Still drumming up a storm. The neat thing about Tommy and, you know, you interview him and you get into this about eating right and cycling. And, you know, he's he's just this athletic, wiry guy. He looks young for his age. Um, so it's pretty cool that he's had this long career. You know, he's a 70s guy, uh, so he's, you know, Black Oak, Arkansas, and into the Pat Travers band. And oddly, in this spot, I was almost going to put Nico McBrain, because, um, you know, Nico certainly has had a... uh, well, you know, White Snake has really had a, a a pretty heavy dance card, and uh, and it's pretty uh, heavy duty drumming uh, that Tommy has to do. So Nico and Tommy kind of kind of in parallel. Um, 
But it's interesting that Nico also, uh, you know, had his tenure through the Pat Travers band uh, in the 70s leading up to his gig. And then it's kind of interesting that in the early 80s, you had Tommy Aldridge uh, drumming. You know, I guess, am I getting into a doppelganger episode here? Not really, but just uh, just to call this a mini one. But, uh, you know, in the early 80s, Tommy is drumming for Ozzy Osbourne and um, Nico McBrain is drumming for Iron Maiden. So these two competing bands at roughly the same level uh, at that point. Um, and then, well, I guess Ozzy is the bigger band, but uh, but yeah, and then both of them settle into, you know, a big storied heritage act later on. You know, Nico, obviously, I've already said he's in Maiden, but he's in Maiden. And, uh, and um, you know, uh, Tommy Tommy winds up in the super famous version of White Snake, and then he's he's like the 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 second legitimate reason for there being a White Snake um, in terms of you know pedigree of lineup along with David in in later years, and then he's had a lot of side things along the way. Gary Moore, uh, Motorhead, he's, he he uh, played on a Motorhead album. Uh, so yeah, so so this is a guy that uh, that we should celebrate as one of the uh, 70s guys going. But yeah, this this album, yeah, you look at it, Red Beach is in there, but basically it's David and Tommy and a, and a bunch of younger guys. Uh, but yeah, so best uh, best hopes for uh, for Tommy. We'll see uh, we'll see what's going on there. Whether Whitesnake continues to tour, but this brings up the point uh, that um, you know David Coverdale is definitely an example, sadly, of one of these singers who who's in in a pretty fragile state with his voice. Um, but uh, like I say, it's kind of interesting that more drummers, it seems to me, have fallen by the wayside than than singers. Um, anyways, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
All right, back again here. History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 212. Drummers, who's left? Um, I thought this is a great example. Take a listen to this. This is the Beatles with Birthday. Right, so Ringo is uh, 83 years old. Um, this is from uh, the Great White Album, November 22nd, 68. That's probably the best immersion box set that I own is that White Album box set. Wow, incredible. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd pick this because over the years and later years, you know, uh, there was a situation, where's my note here? Uh, you know, at, at, at one kind of cool time, um, Paul McCartney and Ringo performed Birthday for Star's uh, 70th birthday at Radio City Music Hall on June 7th, 2010. And, you know, years later, Ringo is still doing things. And Ringo is kind of an example, a little bit of uh, someone who's figured out something new to add to the thing to keep this whole thing going, like a like a Bill Ward or an Albert Bouchard. But Ringo has Ringo's All-Stars, right? My my fond Ringo stories, I did get to ask, ask him a question once because I went to a press conference uh, and a and a performance at uh, uh, Casino Rama north of Toronto, and uh, and yeah, it was Ringo Starr's All Stars. So yeah, he he does this thing where he's behind the kit, not behind the kit, and he's got this band going. So it's pretty amazing. And plus, you know, the stuff he went through with substance abuse is amazing. He almost died, but yeah, eighty three years old. This is obviously the biggest band in the world, and he's a great example. He looks young for his age. Um, but yeah, I got to ask him a question there. That's when I got to meet in person also um, uh, Ian Hunter, Greg Lake. It was very cool. Uh, it was it was a, a Roger Hodgson. Um, got a few things signed, not by Ringo. Um, you know, they, they, they explicitly put him aside and said, don't ask Ringo to sign anything sort of thing. But yeah, got to ask him a question. Um, but yeah, so this uh, this song I wanted to pick as well because um, it is some pretty powerful drumming. It's funny, you got to look up the Beatles songs to make sure you don't pick something Paul McCartney drummed on, right? Um, but yeah, this I, I love this part that I played from this as well because it's drumming on its own and then is drumming on a on a very heavy part uh, for the, for the Beatles, which is kind of cool. But uh, yeah, it's uh, kudos to uh, to Ringo for uh, for lasting as long he, as he has as a drummer. He's got to be our number one best elder state, statesman of this. And I wanted to mention as well, you know, uh, part of this, uh, you know, it's. We, we lost Charlie Watts, but Charlie Watts definitely went late as well. And, uh, you know, it brings up a point about economical drumming or drumming that doesn't have to, you know, exert yourself so much. And, you know, Ringo Starr kind of fits in that as well. But so did uh, so did Charlie Watts. I would say, you know, he had that standard jazz technique. He was not a very animated drummer. Um, so some of that, you know, I, I, I think of Mick Fleetwood lasting and, and possibly Mick Fleetwood has a pretty easy job in Fleetwood Mac. Am I right about that? I don't know. Um, but uh, but anyways, I wanted to pay tribute as well to uh, Mick Avery from the Kinks, although the Kinks is not a band you think of when you uh, when you think of uh, drumming uh, particularly. They always are, or often, not always, but some of those 80s albums, they have a terrible, terrible drum sound on those albums. Anyways, it it's pretty cool that that you know, along with uh, the the obstinance of the brothers not uh, not having the Kinks, uh, Mick Avery uh, spent some time in the nineties in uh, in Dave Clark's band. Um, what else did he do? The Cast Off Kinks. Um, let's see, the Animals. 
class of 84 so he's he's gone along and played the 60s all-stars band uh later in life so in, in you know deep into the 2000s mick avery was still playing um i don't know what he's doing now but yeah he's still with us 79 years old uh so that's pretty cool so that kind of takes care of your uh well let's let's finish it off the who right you know the who we lost uh we lost keith moon to substance abuse a long long time ago right was it 1978 i believe um so yeah that's a that's a case of that and uh you know not not exactly in that camp but of course there's john bonham again we lost him super early as well um so yeah more more of that to come more death to come later in this episode uh but let's play our third selection here take a listen to this this is pink floyd with remember a day All right, so this is a fond recent memory, but uh, yes, um, let's salute uh, Nick Mason, uh, Saucer Full of Secrets. So this is from A Saucer Full of Secrets, but... Um Nick Mason, obviously, uh, in this great tour that was associated with Pantheon Podcast recently. Uh, so Nick Mason's done this really cool second uh, second life career, put together this amazing band, you know, super slick band, beautiful sounding, and they go out and play the super early uh, Pink Floyd. But uh, Nick Mason, you know, this is this is from June twenty eighth, nineteen sixty eight. This song, uh, and I wanted to pick something with a little bit of drumming. But you know, having seen a sauce full of secrets. Okay, put it this way, actually. So, so Nick Mason's job up there as a drummer, technically speaking, is not very tough at all. And and you can tell his age, and he he's he's not the most he's not the most energetic drummer in the in the world. But um, watching that show, you realize that that um, I would say sixty nine percent of Nick's brain power up there has to be spent on remembering all this stuff. That's the incredible thing with the with the songs that the Saucer Full of Secrets play. Um, that there's there's a lot of songs. Number one, there's a lot of long songs. There's a lot of parts. There's a lot of counting. What's going to go on? So uh, it's proggy in that sense. Uh, there's the big debate on whether Pink Floyd's a prog band, but really cool. So and and he's also got to um, you know at his advanced age, he's he's got to be kind of the leader of this band. He comes out and talks, and and he's essentially the the band leader. Um, Although he's got you know a crack team of musical directors that make this such a such a compelling show, um, but it's it's really cool that he's found a way uh, when there when there essentially is no Pink Floyd uh, to do something really really vibrant and in- interesting. I, I would argue it might even be well, it's uh, no. I mean, I would say David Gilmore because he is writing originals. Um, I would say that you'd have to put that in second place. And I think Roger Waters is doing an amazing thing. So Nick's in third out of the uh, three surviving members but it's still amazing right so so fact is actually all three of them are doing something really really cool um all right let's take a listen to our fourth selection here uh this is queen with fat bottomed girls
All right. Well, hey, this is the second week in a row we played something from Queen Jazz. Uh, we had a different reason last time. Last episode what is uh, what's the point of this band? Uh, but this is uh, this is again from Jazz. Uh, we played fun at last time. This is November tenth, nineteen seventy-eight. Um, what I love about this uh, situation is that. Roger Taylor also has to sing, um, and what I, why I wanted to play this song is I just love the drum sound on this album, and certainly, uh, you know, most definitely on this song, and uh, I love the fills, um, I love the snare drum, I love the cymbal sound, the toms, the tuned ploipy uh, toms, uh, the kind of overdrive thing he does, the over-the-top thing he does, um, but... I definitely wanted to include him here because uh, much as I loathe the whole situation of Queen being a tribute band to themselves with Adam Lambert, and I'm really ticked off that they never made more albums, they don't write originals, uh, fact of the matter is, They've toured a lot. Quake, okay, they did the album with Paul Rogers. Uh, they they toured a lot, and Roger has quite a job up there. I mean, uh, Queen songs are are pretty, you know, demanding quite often. And and literally, as I'm speaking right now, I mean, they've got they've got tour dates lined up in the future for October and November of 2023. So these guys are still going. Um, one guy I wanted to put in here, I almost put in here in his place instead um, because I didn't want to repeat Queen. But hey, who who doesn't want to listen to Queen, right? Uh, I almost put in Frank Beard um, because again, there's a situation where ZZ Top. I mean, this guy's been the you know that that band was the same three guys forever. Um, all, obviously, we've got Elwood in there uh, because Dusty Beard. Uh, sorry. Um, Dusty Hill has passed on um, but um, so Frank is still the drummer in that band let's not talk about the albums where he wasn't even drumming on let's uh, leave that aside but the fact of the matter is uh, you know you go see ZZ Top and Frank is still the guy up there he's definitely showing his age too though um, it reminds me a little bit of when you know I saw Yes um, near the end there with Alan White I mean Alan White obviously sadly we've lost him too that's another death um, but Frank Beard is definitely showing his age he's he's slowing down he's simplified things uh, a fair bit but uh, still you know kudos to him for being in ZZ Top and ZZ Top doing so much touring the amount of touring that they've done and the amount of records they've done so he was almost in there uh, in place as well all right let's move on to our fifth selection here take a listen to this this is Deep Purple with One Night in Vegas All right, so this is my favorite example of all of these. Ian Pace. So Ian Pace starts in the late 60s, uh, you know, on records with Deep Purple. I mean, he's already exerting himself, playing cool, complicated stuff during that uh, that horrible Mark I version of Deep Purple. Uh, and then he's just one of the classic great drummers of classic hard rock through your In Rocks and Machine Heads and Fireball. You know, you think of that awesome thing that he does at the beginning of Fireball. Incredible drummer, a drummer with a light touch, a jazzy touch. This is from Infinite, which is their 20th album, April 7th, 2017. Uh, but yeah, as I speak here, they've, they're playing dates right now in Eastern Europe. So Ian Pace uh, is, uh, is probably one of the guys in here that, that I dare say has maybe worked the most. Who do we got here? So we got Roger Taylor. He's definitely worked more than Roger Taylor. I think he's worked more than Nick Mason. Um, 
it's definitely worked more than the you know he's drummed more and and hit the drums more way more than Ringo Starr I would say and um, yeah Tommy Aldridge might give him a run for his money in terms of uh, how much how how many hours he's put in at the office but um, Ian Pace is a great example of uh, of a guy that uh, that is. Uh, is a force of nature, a machine. He's a great drummer. Um, again, a light touch guy. We often compare him to the likes of Brian Downey, who uh, you know had to beg off, had to uh, resign, essentially retire um, from Black Star Riders, uh, and you know slash Thin Lizzy. Um, so there's an example of of a drummer basically bowing out, falling by the wayside, but not you know not not from death. Um, and Mick Tucker, who did have to bow out from death. Um, well, you know, actually, he he bowed out more or less quite a bit earlier than that. But uh, or or you know, I mean, you know, the workload went down. But yeah, we lost Mick Tucker as well. So there's another another casualty. But uh, yeah, Ian Pace is a, is uh, is my favorite example of uh, of all of these. I wanted to mention a few honorable mentions, guys that almost made my list. But it is called History in Five Songs. Um, We've got Roger Earl, uh, 77 years old, still giving her for Foghat. So that's really cool to see. And uh, and he's got a pretty busy job up there. And Foghat are not particularly a bar band. They're more of a they're more of a, you know, play outdoor festival kind of band. So um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty heavy duty job he's got up there still. So that's pretty cool. Carmen Apice, on the other hand, um, I just saw him live not very long ago. Um but uh, with Vanilla Fudge, and they're and they're essentially, you know, they're, there's a guy who also is a force of nature. He's been around for a long time. He's still a powerful drummer, you know. And at the same time, I want to mention Vinny Apice. Um, you know, you you I I guess you can include him as a '70s drummer, I suppose. Um, you think of uh, Axis and Bruiser, Axis, yeah, that's what they're called. Uh, but mostly Derringer, of course. Um, you know, on the on the Derringer album, Derringer Live, Sweet Evil. Um, you know, that's where he he basically staked his reputation. Uh, of of course, then into Black Sabbath as well. But yeah, Vinny's uh, Vinny's in fine fettle, and so is Carmine, which is pretty cool. I mentioned Mick Fleetwood earlier. Mickey Hart, seventy nine years old. Um, you know, he's still doing stuff. Don Henley, um, I know I've always complained about Don Henley as a drummer, but uh, still active. Herman Rarebell's an interesting case. He also is a guy who um, who kind of took it upon himself when he stopped being the drummer for Scorpions to be a type of band leader, type of historian. Um, but yeah, still in, in pretty good health. Um, Terry Bozio, uh, although like I say, he's had his problems as well. Ainsley Dunbar, 77 years old. Simon Kirk. Don Brewer and Phil Ehart, kind of interesting situations where where both of those guys are drummer leaders of bands. Uh, that's pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, Phil Rudd, um, who thought uh, after his troubles he would make a return, but he was there on Power Up again. Uh, so Phil Rudd has been around for lots and lots and lots of years, um, and there are rumors of ACDC still being around. Um, Rat Scabies, let's go into the punk world a little bit. I mean, Rat's an interesting case where, um, you know, he's been on and off, but he's been, uh, it's pretty cool that, okay, so so there was the, the reunion shows, and in those reunion shows of The Damned, um, it was Brian James that was looking pretty fragile, not moving around much, but Rat Scabies did a great job, um, and Rat has also been 
creative in having his own band situation as well. So he's he's cleaned himself up and done and done well over the years to stay to stay a drummer. And we mentioned Albert Bouchard in that Bill Ward situation, um, kind of interesting. And yeah, at the at the retired at, at the retired end, you know, all the, you know, a lot of these guys are sort of semi-retired. I wanted to uh, not include guys that I thought um, might still be around, but they're but they've been kicked down to to minor bands. Uh, and then even the situation of playing a bar gig versus is playing a stadium gig I feel like is is a few levels down on on the on the whole stress level and and how you know it perfectly in tune it could be a little more casual about it but um so it's funny I kicked out a lot of those guys you know Vinnie Appas he's kind of I suppose in in this situation so is Carmine you know frankly speaking right um but uh but yeah it's, it's cool to see them still going um you know at at the dead end of things we've got Dave Holland Richie Hayward, my fond memories of interviewing him on the bus when Little Feet came to Toronto one time. I mentioned John Bonham, mentioned Keith Moon, Neil Peart, Ginger Baker. Well, that's uh, you know, but but again, he was he was in fragile health for a lot of years. You know, back to the drumming jokes. You know, these guys. It feels like drummers have. Um, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like uh, they they definitely. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing much more unfortunate situations with drummers than other people. Cozy Powell, we know he died in a car crash. Mitch Mitchell, ill health for many years. Uh, he had um, immune system disorder, cancer, died at 62. Sandy West from The Runaways, died of lung cancer at 47. Tony Williams, the great fusion drummer. Miles Davis, Tony Williams' lifetime, heart attack at 51. I mentioned Mick Tucker before. Levon Helm, we lost to throat cancer, 71. Keith Nudson, um, Doobie Brothers, age 56, due to pneumonia. Jeff Percaro was a, a famous early case that was kind of blamed on cocaine. Uh, 38 years old back in 1992. Nazareth, we lost uh, Daryl Sweet. We lost Eric Carr, although that was cancer. Cliff Davies from the Ted Nugent group, we lost him due to medical issues. We lost Filthy Animal Taylor. Um, Vinnie Paul, who's not a 70s drummer, but uh, but there you go. There's another guy that we lost. Um, so I don't know. You tell me. Did I, did I make my case? Um, I, I really do feel that, um, you know, and, and drummers will also tell you that, you know, I, I, I feel there's a sense that drummers do have just overall generally um, the most physical job up there on stage. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. But the thing is... Um, People overstate that as well. People who are not drummers overstate how physical. Oh, that must that must be a ton of work up there and stuff. Dr- drummers will tell you that playing fast things is not particularly much more of a bigger deal than playing slow things and blah 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 and 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 you know it's all in the wrist and all that sort of stuff. So there's there is um, there is an overstatement of how physical the job of drumming is. Uh, most of it is just is just you know, flicking your wrists and stuff and, and, you know, um, yeah, I mean, bouncing, you know, bouncing the sticks and, you know, when you hear lots and lots of, you know, when you hear rolls and things like that, not particularly, uh, you know, uh, exerting a lot of force, uh, but, but, you know, the, the, the layman out there hears a lot of beats, a lot of notes, right? Um, so there's a lot of noise coming from a drummer, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, when a band gets off, off stage, you know, the, the drummer is, is definitely soaked in sweat and they're the guys, and you know, that's why they're sitting there in their, in their shorts and no shirt on half the time doing, doing their job up there. Right. Um, so yeah, there, there is that. And like I say, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot more limbs, put it this way. There's a lot more limbs where you can have all these repetitive, strange, 
uh, strain injuries. Really, really all four of your limbs plus your back and neck. Um, where you know a lot of the a lot of the injuries when it comes to drummers and bass players are. I mean, yeah, I mean, sorry, guitarists and bass players are uh, are more like carpal tunnels type things, you know, very focused on elbows and hands and wrists and things like that. Uh, some neck injuries as well, you know, and then there's the famous neck injuries and back injuries of a, of the likes of a Jason Newstead and a John Schaefer from too much headbanging, right? And then, of course, of course, the vocalists um, are, are dealing with that, that fine, very touchy, small localized instrument called, you know, the vocal cords, right? Um, so they've got to deal with that. Um, so anyways, if you like this show and want to support future episodes, please go to ko-fi.com, ko-fi uh, slash Martin Popoff. Hit that red support button. Buy me a coffee or a pint. This week, I would like to thank Andy at Black Sugar Transmission. Andy and I just talked. Uh, he's part of my Thin Lizzy panel book. Uh, so that was very cool. Thank you for that, Andy. Um, Brandon Belt as well, Lee Clifford, Carl Isaacson, Augustin Garcia de Predis, Steve Polari, and David Sloan. Uh, for my books, I'm gonna I start a thing at uh, Sea of Tranquility. I'm gonna go all the way down to the bottom of my MartinPopoff.com and uh, and just mention one book that uh, from the very bottom. Anything that's in print. So uh, so I've gone through Southern Rock Review and the Collector's Guide to the '80s. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, all the books, uh, you can get my books at martinpopoff.com. PayPal button's there. I sign them, send them out from the office, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, uh, and that's about it. So uh, let me know. Go to the Facebook page. Let me know if, uh, if I'm right about uh, drummers being a particularly hard job and, and a, uh, a position of, uh, of uh, more pronounced casualty uh, than the other parts of a rock band. Talk to you later. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.